idea that prophecy is something that has happened from the beginning of Scripture all through the Old Testament into the New Testament and all the way to the end, we find the prophetic. We find prophecy. In fact, do you know that uh, just the prophetic writings in Scripture is almost one-third of your Bible? One-third of your Bible is actually prophetic books and writings that were from prophets of old and also in the book of Revelation. That doesn't even include the topic of prophecy. In other words, in the New Testament, it talks about, uh, you know, us being uh, the prophetic people and the gift of prophecy and, 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 and in the book of Acts, how they prophesied over one another. That doesn't even include it. So more than one-third of our Bible has to do with the topic of prophecy. And let me just take that word, and, and I'm going to just try to simplify it a little bit today. And that is this. Prophecy is nothing more than God speaking to man. Let's not complicate it. Let's not make it weird, right? How many of you believe that God wants to talk to mankind today? He still wants to talk to mankind, right? And so as we look, you know, in the Christmas story, we find so much prophecy, so many things. Uh, Jesus himself, just in regard to his birth, Do you realize that there are hundreds and hundreds of prophecies that deal with Jesus Christ, the person? And the dozens of them actually deal with his birth. And some of them you may be familiar with. Uh, The first one, that Jesus was going to be born of a virgin. In Isaiah 7, 14, it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son. And she will call his name Emmanuel. God with us. You know, the only thing that I think is unfortunate about Christmas is because we celebrate it year after year, some of the peculiarities and the uniqueness and the power of certain things diminish somewhat in our understanding and how we interact with them. Like, we don't have time to go a lot into this, but a virgin will give birth to a son. Like, like that is just not normal, is it, Right? And I don't know about you, but how many of you are glad the Bible isn't normal? Anybody glad for that? I love that the Bible is so different and it's so unique and so powerful. And this idea that a a virgin, one woman who had never been with a man, would actually conceive and give birth to a son through the Holy Spirit. And his very name would be God with us. That's powerful, right? And so, but there's there's a bunch more. I'll just give you a couple. Uh, The... That Jesus, in Micah chapter 5, verse 1 and 2, it says that Jesus is going to be born in a particular place. So not only the supernatural aspect that he's going to be born of a virgin and have the name God with us, but he's going to be born in Bethlehem. In Jeremiah 23, 5, it says that Jesus is going to be a descendant of King David. So now we have this exact lineage. We have uh, in Genesis chapter 49, he's going to be born to the tribe of Judah tribe of Judah, line of David, in Bethlehem, and born of a virgin. How many of you think even those four, and there's many more, but even those four really narrow it down, right? I mean, that's a pretty specific, and in fact, uh, number, numerology people have, have, have worked the numbers on this, and it's astronomical. It's almost impossible that all of these prophecies would actually line up. And I want to tell you something. Somebody, sometimes we read our Bible, Or we look at our phone (laughs) with the Bible in it. But we read our Bible and sometimes we think it's like other books. How many of you like to read? Right? 
most books we read have an author, right? And that author actually writes the book. It comes out of him, and he writes it himself. Well, or her. I'm speaking uh, gender neutral, everything this morning. All right. But the, the book of the Bible has an author who is God, but he uses all different kinds of writers. So when we read these specific prophecies about Jesus, it's really important to understand that these are different men, in this case men, different men in different cultures, different countries, in different languages, oftentimes, and different actual times, hundreds of years apart, amen, and hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus. So again, prophetic is, is powerful in this, in that God spoke to Jeremiah. He actually spoke to Moses in Genesis. He speaks to Micah, and he speaks to Isaiah, all in different times, different locations. Different, and it wasn't like now, like Micah wasn't emailing Isaiah and saying, hey, what are you writing, dude? <laughs> and Isaiah's writing back, well, I got this thing going, and God told me that. Nope. They're completely cut off from each other. And the only thing that ties it all together is God. And that's a pretty powerful thing when we think about just the birth of Jesus, all right? And so then it moves on in Isaiah 9, 6. Not only does it tell us where he's born and who his lineage is and all those kind of things, but in Isaiah 9, it says this, For a child will be born to us. For a child will be born to us. A son will be given to us. And the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And it goes on to say, There will be no end to his government of peace, the throne of David over his kingdom, and establish it and uphold it, and on and on it goes. And it says this, And the zeal of the Lord will accomplish it. Anybody like the word zeal? I love the word zeal. What does it mean? The passion of God is going to accomplish this. And we find in this Isaiah passage, not only is it a prophetic word about the place of his birth or the lineage and those kind of things, but this is key. Listen, it actually tells us in advance who Jesus is. Who Jesus is. Wonderful counselor, everlasting father. Like, there's so many... Jesus is going to be so big, he's going to need a whole bunch of titles to describe him, right? And it's important with prophecy that we understand that, especially today, because I feel like God wants some of you to know that he not only knows who you are and where you are, but he knows how he made you. That he actually put these things inside of you. And that when he sees you, he doesn't see you in some of the negative ways that maybe we see ourselves or other people see us. He actually sees you how he made you. So we see even in Jesus ahead of time, the prophet declares, he's coming in a couple hundred years. He's coming down the road. But this is what he really is. This is what's inside of him. And it's going to come out to the world. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, you know, all these titles on and on. This is who he is. <laughs> I got news for you today. Nothing is catching God unaware. 
Nothing is catching God unaware. I was looking at a thing just a couple days ago, and it was talking about 2017 and all the things that have happened. It's been a pretty big year, if you guys, if you guys uh, go back and look. I mean, all the, from the beginning of the, the presidency and all that stuff, the, the, new, the new administration and all that, then we had all these different storms and Houston and Florida and all this violence. We had terrorist attacks. We had all these fires in California. I mean, it's been a huge, huge year. So we look at 2018 and we think, what's in store? I don't know. But I know this. None of it's going to catch God unaware. You don't have to worry that God is like, oh, no, a fire in California? What are we going to do about that? You know, oh, this is big. No, nothing's going to catch God unawares. He knows. He knows ahead of time. And this is why prophecy, I think, is so important. Because it allows us to see God. Are you with me? Past, present, and future. That God already knows the timeline, folks. He already knows all the things that are going to happen in our lives. Three things I want us to just focus on this morning, and then we're going to do something special to end our service today. There's three things I want us to look at today. The first one is this, to appreciate. Appreciate. And this has to do with the past. How many of you would say today that... More often than, than you'd like, your past jumps into your present. Right? Does the devil ever remind you of things you've done wrong? <laughs> Do you remind yourself of some of your uh, inefficiencies and our inadequacies? Right? I know so many people that live their life, present and future, really based on their past. And I understand that we are a result of what we are to this point, but how many of you know that God doesn't want you living your present and your future based on your mistakes or the things that have happened in your past? Folks, I'm telling you that part of this idea of prophecy is that God knows the whole timeline. And when he, do you think he knows who you were in the past? Does he, do you think God knows all the things that have happened? Yeah, he knows. But here's the cool thing about God. In Isaiah 43, it actually says this. It says, God speaking of himself, he says, I am the one who wipes out your transgressions. Transgressions, just a $10 word for sins or mistakes that we make. He says, I am the God. I am the one who wipes out. Everybody go like this. Wipe out. <laughs> just wipe out your transgressions for my own sake. In other words, God says, I'm love and I'm forgiveness and I wipe out your past for my sake, right? He's actually saying, listen, I'm so big, you don't have to worry about my end of it. I'm wiping out your transgressions, right? And then he goes on, and this is the one I really think people need to get more. He says, and I will not remember your sins. I think in the King James, I will remember your sins no more, <laughs> right? So it's kind of the same motion, right? Wipe out and no more, <laughs> And folks, I really believe that too many people in our world get wrapped up in living in this zone, in this area, and we think, I'll never be that because I've done this. But I'm telling you, the, the, the great prophet, Jesus himself, God himself says, listen, 
I'm, I've wiped out your transgressions. This is who I am. Your sins I remember, say it with me, no more. How important is it to remember that, that he's the God of the past, the present, and the future, and our past is not intended to dictate our present and our future. Remember it. I really encourage you to remember where we have come from. But don't dwell there. Because I will tell you, and you can believe it, and choose to believe this or not, that is not who you are. That is not who you are. God says, listen, I wipe it out. No more. It's not there. I heard a guy, I think it was Max Lucado, wrote in one of his books. He says he was praying one time, and he said, God, remember that one time I did this one thing? And he was kind of rehashing his sins that he remembered. And he felt very strongly that the Holy Spirit just said, no. Well, God, remember when I did this? No, I don't remember. Why? Because God says, I wiped it out. I remember no more. I love dealing with my children, not based on mistakes they've made in the past, but who they are and who they're going to be. You know? I really, and I'm challenged all the time to just live as a father that says, hey, you guys, that's not who you're meant to be. Let's move on. And so we appreciate the past, right? We know it for what it is. But secondly, we are called, I believe, to participate in the present. Right? To participate in the, in the, in the present. And I just want to tell you, I speak prophetically to each and every person in the sound of my voice. I speak to your past to be gone and for you to live in your present triumphantly vigorously, abundantly. In John 10.10, for many of you, a familiar passage, Jesus is teaching one day and he says, the thief, the devil, the enemy of our soul, comes to steal and kill and destroy. But you can almost see him standing there and he goes, but I, (laughs) I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. I'm really challenged in this new year. There's a word that God is challenging with and it's joy. Joy. How many of you think we could use a little more joy? Really? And I think that's true. And I think that more joy comes from a greater understanding of living in the present of who God called us to be. Right? We can have joy, not, you know, regurgitating the past, but saying, listen, wait a minute. That's all wiped out and sin no more. Now I get to live here. And Jesus himself prophetically spoke of us saying, hey, my crew, my gang, you're going to live abundantly. You're going to have real life. How many of you are sick of getting steal, stolen and killed and destroyed, right? And how many of you think it's time for us to move into the abundant life God has for us? But here's the thing. It's a choice. It is absolutely a choice. You cannot have one foot here and one foot here and try to live. Because you will get the splits and it will be painful. I'm just saying it will. And I will say, like, life moves pretty fast, doesn't it? Life moves fast. Uh, one year ago, today, we had a new addition to the Abbott household. And it's a little dog named Wrigley. And that was this little thing. You see that? That's really cute, right? And then there's a dog there, too. <laughs> nope. But you see, in the blink of an eye, 
it went from that to this, like monster dog at McDonald's drive-thru yesterday. That was yesterday, right? And I thought, wow, one year went from this cute little puppy, 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 all of a sudden this dog, you know, this full-blown thing. And God really quickened my heart and he said, listen, if we're not careful, we can miss life. Like it moves pretty fast, doesn't it? And God is over here going, listen, I'm speaking over you today. I'm prophesying over you. You are called to abundant life. You are called to peace and joy. You are called to live in this power. Quit living there and start living here. Amen? (laughs) So we appreciate the past. We are going to participate in the future. But there's one more. And that is we anticipate. We anticipate the future. Anticipate. That's just a powerful word, isn't it? When you anticipate something, (laughs) this is the perfect day for anticipation, isn't it? How many of you and your families and your kids have not opened presents yet? Anybody? Okay. Well, we did ours on Friday just because we're going to be moving and everything. Friday was anticipation day. I'm just telling you. Did I say moving? Oh, wow. We're moving to Tennessee for five days, and then we're going to move back. It's going to be no problem. <laughs> we're going to go to Tennessee. And, uh, but my kids were so excited, and I don't know if it's your house, it's like mine, but as the mountain of toys and gifts begins to grow under the tree, you know, like ours got so big, you, it wasn't even under the tree. It was kind of all out in the living room, and the kids were like, oh, I can't really wait. Do you know that that's the same idea that God wants to do in us? with our future? <laughs> I want you to catch a picture today of Jesus, our great prophet. And he's like this. He's just excited for you and the future he has for you. Like, I, I want you to get this kind of ambivalent almighty God thing a little bit out of your head. Like, I want you to catch a glimpse of the excited Jesus. The excited God over you, like, oh, man, this is going to be so great. Like, people are, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, get, I get to talking to people sometimes, and they, I say, hey, how you doing? And they go, well, I'm surviving. And I want to just grab them and go, don't survive, thrive, <laughs> you know? Like, I want to look at them and go, you're not called to just survive. You're called to thrive. God is excited for you. You look at 2018, some people are like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. How about we change it around and go, I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. And I just declare over you that 2018 is going to be a turnaround year. It's going to be new jobs. It's going to be new, fresh relationships. It's going to be rebuilding some things that the enemy has stole. I'm telling you, when we look to 2018, a lot of what we get is what we expect. Amen? So quit sitting back and waiting for things. Don't survive, thrive. Amen? And I just want to speak that over you this morning, that God has some great plans for you. In fact, Ollie, last Sunday when he was speaking, he, 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 he stole my favorite verse. <laughs> he used my favorite verse in his message, and it's Jeremiah 29, 11. Can we read this out loud together? Because this is God's thoughts for you and I today. Can we read it? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope 
and a future. All right, we're going to do it one more time. Only this time, I want you to replace you with I. Can we make it personal today? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Here we go. Plans to prosper me and not to harm me. Plans to give me hope and a future. Remember, amen. Remember when I said you have a choice? Do you know that verse is a choice? It's a choice. See, here's the thing. As we move into the new year, we'll talk a little bit more about this next Sunday, but God wants to prophesy over you good things. Hope. Future. I mean, we just heard Jody speak about turnaround medical report. How many, that's exciting, isn't it? Because we know there's been some struggles and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I just know this morning that God isn't, he's not stingy. <laughs> Sometimes we think, well, there's that healing, so now there's not going to be enough over here or something. Like, there's enough healing for everybody, amen? If he can create the universe and the galaxies and do all that, how many of you know he's got enough healing for everybody? He's got enough provision for everybody. He's got enough favor for everybody. And that is God's prophecy over you. And so this morning, uh, we want to give you a gift. And I felt like God laid this on my heart. And again, remember, we're going to go back to prophecy is not scary. It's simply God wanting to speak his goodness through a person to you. So I've asked several of our prophetic people that, that uh, uh, we've actually, I, I called them out and I sent them an email this week and we were praying before the service. And here's what we're going to do. We're gonna, I'm just going to have some people come and I want you to come and receive a gift. A gift of prophecy today. We're going to allow some people just to speak God's goodness over you. One of the things we talk around here is uh, calling out the gold or bringing out the gold. This morning, I believe that God wants to tell you some things about how he feels about you, how, what joy he has in creating you and making you, what joy he has in telling you who you are today. And then for some of you, I think God wants to tell you some, some of the things that he, he believes for you, even in anticipation of this next year coming up. So I'm going to ask our people to come, and this is for everybody. If you're a child, if you're from the youngest to the oldest today, I, want, we want, I believe that God wants to give you a gift, a prophetic word over your life for this season and the year to come. So if you guys are, would come and do that, we're just going to line up. Just put a little soft music on, JR. We're just going to, we're going to end this way. Let me, uh, let me ask you to stand. I'm ask you to stand. And uh, just put your hand on your heart. Can you do that as we get ready for this? If you want to sit, you can. We'll come over. Okay. Just put your hand on your heart. And so, Lord, this morning, as people who appreciate our past, we appreciate what you've done there, forgiving our sins and setting us free and remembering them no more. Lord, as a people that want to participate in our present reality, living abundantly and getting our eyes on you and off of our circumstances. Lord, as we are people that also want to anticipate what you're doing in and through us in this new season, even today on this Christmas day where we give gifts to one another, we receive a gift from you today.
spoken through men and women of God who have prayed ahead of time and have prepared their hearts to hear you, Holy Spirit, what you want to say over us as individuals. And we thank you that you are a God of the past, present, and future. We also thank you that you're not scary and that you're not going to, you don't want to tell us bad, you, the stealing and the killing and the destroying is the enemy's job. The abundant life is you. And so, Lord, as we come and as we take time to receive this gift, I ask, God, that you would allow us to just have peace and freedom. And, Lord, that we are so thankful for all that you want to do in us today. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you must go, you can be released. We're just going to put a little music on. But find somebody. Why don't you guys spread out a little more, if you would? Just spread out a little bit. Find somebody and just allow God to uh, speak his love over you today through his prophets. And women. <laughs>